When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. These are probably the most spoilt little people in the world, but they're part of the pasture team. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Is this one of those scenes I wouldn't have believed it if I never saw it with my own eyes? Well, gallop around. <laughs> That's Cam Heron, bear back and in the bullring. And join us later as we write a chapter in our own romantic novel. Synopsis, Cam, handsome helicopter pilot, meets Eva, attractive, enterprising executive. And together, they grow their relationship for the love of the thoroughbred. Hey, thanks for viewing For the Love of Racing. On this episode, we try and keep up with the lady we've described as Queen Bee, Justine Slater, Queen of Bloodstock. And as our crew quickly found out, Justine's day is at a frenetic pace from dawn to dusk. Justine Slater heads New Zealand Thoroughbred Breeders Association, a parent body of eight regional branches, essentially developed to promote and advance the interests of the thoroughbred and its breeders. With the association's pillar, Justine's words, Karina Holmes, and since departed Madison Timms, no day is the same at NZTBA. From health to welfare, research, award recognitions, the stallion register seems like a breeze. But of late, Justine's focus and energy has been to explain our industry at government level to advance an ever-changing primary industry policy. When I first started this job, council came out with um, a lot of, I suppose you'd call them parameters around how um, farms would operate and what their stocking numbers would be and they had what they call an overseer which is it's kind of a line in the sand of um, nutrient management so we kind of stumbled into it and then realised that horses were classed as a ruminant animal which as you well know horses are not a ruminant animal. Just for those who have forgotten a ruminant animal is hoofed, chews its cud, has a four chamber stomach and burps. The thoroughbred doesn't burp have simple stomachs, so are classified as monogastric. So thank goodness Justine is on the case. From there we were kind of like, how are we going to deal with this? So we went out and undertook some research and we got, um, we've got a really good affiliation with Massey, with Dr Chris Rogers down there and he's got a team down there and they assisted us on doing research around the nutrient management of horses. And then in a nutshell, because I could go on and on, we presented at that hearing and um, we were really well received because 
um, we forget that people don't have any understanding of what we do and you know like our industry is based on like I was explaining to you before we're a natural breed society so our horses are naturally mated and and the rest of um, agriculture that you know there's semen there's artificial insemination all those things but for us to make a mare it must go to the stallion so that suddenly met this big influx of mares would go into a thoroughbred stud during the spring and that just didn't fit what they were envisaging as far as stocking numbers so suddenly that was all thrown out so you know I'd stand up there and explain to them you know that we actually the birds and the bees happen in our world it's not you know yeah we, we don't fit their template that's basically it and I think when they started to understand um, what our economic contribution is to New Zealand suddenly they've started to listen and I think that's probably what we all need to do is tell that story constantly tell it because when you go out in the farms that you've been on today, you know, we've got good tree planting, um, you know, our fencing is good, we um, have parked up land to plant, you know, so those are all the things that we can bring into this picture and tell that story to the government and to um, policy makers that we are, I don't want to say we are a really compliant industry because we still have things that we need to do to make us better, um, but it's all about giving that evidence back to show them what we actually are and what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve. So for me um, to be able to go back to, to some of the policy makers and say, hey, every feed bag that comes off a farm, you know, we recycle and, you know, it's just such a massive area that we're all working towards that, you know, as New Zealanders, we, we love our country, our climate, our environment. So the thoroughbred breeding and racing industry needs to be part of that. Hi, I'm Jamie Richards. My name is Danielle Southey. Hi, I'm Mark Forbes. I'm Nathan Trumpet. My name's Shannon Taylor, and I went on to the Irish National Stud Scholarship in 2018. And I was a recipient of the Sunline Trust International Management Scholarship. And I won the 2012 Sunline Trust International Management Scholarship. I went on the Irish National Stud in 2008. I'm currently NZTBA are proud of the historic recipients of the two scholarships awarded each year and continue to strive to assist young New Zealanders into a thoroughbred industry career. If you go out to schools and talk to potential um, students that, that may want a career in the thoroughbred industry, what do you tell the parents? Oh yeah, it's great, you know, come along. But if you can actually say, we have a qualification and you are part, you know, if you're on a level three NCEA qualification and then can be an, on an apprenticeship scheme, that, that's a really big feather in our cap. And that's something that has been, like prior to me, the time and effort that went into writing the unit standards that these kids learn from is incredible. And that was all done voluntary. You've got to remember the thoroughbred breeders ran this right back from when Mary Lynn Ryan, um, which would be, I think 30 years ago, had the foresight um, to think, you know, how are we going to educate and, and um, foster people in our industries. Yeah, I left, left school, was supposed to go to university, went overseas, um, to, you know, work with horses, because that's all I ever wanted to do. Justine is a farm girl at heart. This she describes as her happy space. 
one of seven children, and here is dad and mum, Colin and Irene, along with another recognisable breeding face, her brother, John Thompson, who have developed the Rich Hill Stud brand. Justine in her own right has been very successful in the yearling sales ring under her banner, Kirkwall Thoroughbreds. And that's probably why I really enjoyed yearling preparation, because I loved, you know, um, growing horses out. That's, that was my favourite part, you know, turning them in from those little woolly weanlings that you might have brought, and then you could take them to the sales and it was kind of your derby day. This is not an expensive hobby for me, it's a business, yeah. And I always try to keep that, like I try not to collect horses. You know, you can get really emotionally attached and at times it really, really hurts. Especially when you've raised them from foals, but then you're watching them on the racetrack. I mean, it's such a thrill to think you were the first person to handle that horse, you educated it. You, it's like your children, you've given them a grounding, but you can't control it either. It's, yeah, you know, like when you watch your horses performing and. Hong Kong on TV and things like that. That's pretty exciting to think it was raised here in this little paddock. Um, and then, wow, there you go, we're off. And when you look at our cost structure compared to other countries, yeah, we're, we're so fortunate. And our horses can live outside, you know. Um, and, and, you know, that stacks up. I feel like we're like the free range country, you know, sustainability wise. Um, I, I think, you know, we reflect really well in that space as well, which is something we probably need to promote more. Our day with Justine ends with a visit to Cody Cole's Tirau Racing Stables, 15 minutes south of Matamata, which simply captures the essence of the New Zealand environment and the Kiwi Way. A 20-acre property developed from scratch with blood, sweat and tears using Kiwi ingenuity intertwined with Mother Nature. I mean, you look around you and look at um, the view, the space they've got to move, the natural environment. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty special place and I always love coming here. It's kind of, um, I always feel it's a very calming experience to come and see horses here. Um, they always look so happy, they're always interactive and out the door to see you and I really love that. And then you saw what they can do down in the water this morning. That's, you know, from a welfare and a soundness and, you know, that whole holistic approach, it's perfect. I am pretty proud of the New Zealand industry, I think. Um, you know, we've had some tough years, like Cody and I were just talking about getting through, you know, what we all had to do to band together to get through COVID and come out the other side and the pressures we've had, you know, we're all aware of the financial implications, but when we produce a product like this and you see them out doing their thing, it just makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? Like, we go out there on a world stage and I just, the statistic, you know, we, won 24% of the Group 1 races in Australia last year off 7% of the racing population. I mean, what a statistic. You know, Australia is the best racing jurisdiction in the world at the moment and we can go over there and punch well above our weight. But then I look at the environment where we're raising our horses and the people and that, that's the reason we can do it. There is no doubt there is an enormous amount of energy that goes in by NZTBA staff to fly the New Zealand thoroughbred flag. So well done team. Just before we leave her story, Justine, we described as the queen of bloodstock, could just as well easily been described as the queen of all things hiking, because here with her husband David, they've trapped most of the national parks in our wonderful Aotearoa.
And now it's to Cam and Eva Heron, operating under their Highline Thoroughbred banner at Waitoa on the outskirts of Cambridge. It's a morning of fun, yearling preparation and education for our team. As the couple take us through a step-by-step, one-on-one, no stone unturned, hands-on approach to nurturing young equine stock. He got weaned yesterday. He got weaned yesterday. That's amazing. Okay. So he's, hey Rosie. I'll hey cut you. it out. Hey. You're horse whisperers. <laughs> <laughs> hey? I don't know about that. Look at these. Yeah. Remarkably, this is a world so disconnected from their previous corporate life. Cam, the high-flying helicopter pilot, meets Eva, the enterprising executive, then both based in the capital city, Wellington. Well, my understanding is it was sort of one flight and he sort of jacked up a date. He did. Smooth-talking <laughs> dude. He did. Yeah. Well, it, as it turned out, I didn't know at the time, but she did the uniforms for our company. So then at the next base meeting we had, they needed a volunteer to sort out the uniforms. So I was like, yep, that'll be me. And they said, I've never seen you so keen on doing something. Got to have a way in. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, you look out there and that's uh, hugely a labour of love out there for you people over a period of time. Must be quite satisfying what you see there. Yeah, it is. It's good. Still chipping away. It's just, you, you can't do it all in one day, can you? So. No, it's good. I think we've even learned a story, even if you've got a broken shoulder, you've got to get out there and get yeah. it. <laughs> a bit unfair. You can't even pull a sickie. Nah, boss is on to you. There's no sickies around here. Yeah. No, not allowed sickies, that's for sure. No sickies around here. You've left behind the corporate world is the key. I know. Yeah. Better you know, pain the corporate world. Champagne at lunch. I, I, true. All that sort of good stuff. True. Which I thought was good stuff. Yeah, yep. Come on. And now you're with the animals. I know, and it's and it's better paying the corporate world. Yeah, it's not about money now, is it? Really? No, Rosie, it's lifestyle. Your bum. Good boy, good boy. So re really, so with clever. these babies, it's just um, getting them to trust you. Really, yeah. once once they trust you, the leading and standing and all that is is easy. Yeah. The same, you know, picking up feet, all that stuff that they have to learn as a racehorse. It all starts here. They're definitely your family. We've seen the love and attention you give them and to every absolute 100% detail. Yeah, yeah they are. And you, you, you know, the satisfaction for us is we we pretty much care for them through to or yearlings, and especially our own ones, we fold them down. Or you plan the mating, you fold down, fold handling, <coughs> and then all the way through to the yearling prep, and then you get to the sales, which is really, probably two and a half years from when you plan the mating and then at that stage then you say adios and then you're off to a new home so and then you've got the next ones coming in behind them so it's just an ongoing circle really. Is there a tear in your eye that day even when you ride and joy leave for Yes yeah. and, and clients ones as well we get quite attached to clients ones so we've got clients that come to us that we fold down every year for them and we follow those horses through and we follow them through with their racing, so you know the likes of yeah. Alabama Gold and yeah, Dark Gold. Destroyer. I mean, that's we feel, even though we didn't breed the horse, we just feel just as much connected as the breeder does, and we're there cheering them on, screaming at the TV like idiots, really, but <laughs> jumping up and down. When Dark Destroyer won, she was on the couch walling her. I was in tears. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so we do, we do put, I think, a lot of 
our emotional effort emotional mm. effort into them and and just try to just really try to make them the best that they they possibly can be you know give them the best opportunity to get there sure. and when and when they do that that's amazing it's sure. absolutely it's so rewarding it really is come on bud come on see they're just starting to get the hang of the pressure yeah. good boy clever Clever boy. Oh, I think if, if you're good with animals, you're good with horses or with dogs or with cattle or with sheep or with whatever. You, you're either an animal person or you're not. You know, that's where it comes from. Both Eva and I are both animal people. You'd agree with you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my background is in horses. So I used to do a lot of equestrian riding and I think over the years dealing with horses, you learn more and more and they teach you more and more and there's some really good people out there in the industry that have some amazing knowledge on horses and how to deal with them and I think you, you start to learn yourself how you want to deal with them, how you want to educate them, how you want them to turn out in the end and in the end for us we really want them well educated so we're, we're, when they go on to the next part in life whether it's to the breakers or on to racing that they're going to be a good horse to deal with, there's, they're not going to be a problem child. So just this is sort of one of the we've, we've just got them just started to get them going with the pressure. So a week. It's a week. yeah, almost a week. Yeah. Come on, boy. Good Come boy. On. There you You're go. Right. Good boy. Right. There you go. You're Good boy. Right. I know it's tough, Good boy. isn't it? Come on. Come on. Good boy. Good boy. All right. There you go. Good boy. There you go. And the rehab guys, we really enjoy doing those. Because Those just horses, yeah. seeing the change in them is just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's it's really really rewarding that work, isn't it? Yeah, it's really rewarding. He, he probably had a yeah less than 50-50 chance. So um, we we got him. Um, as I say, he's he pretty bad. He came off sort of dragging that hip where you can see it drops down a wee bit, and. We just started slowly with our rehab, so we started walking them for five minutes and then that just went up and up and up and in time. Yeah, in the barn once to start with, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. Um, so he's he's improved tenfold. I mean, granted, he's not totally straight in the back there, but it's just, just with him, it's it's a time time thing. Yeah. It takes a long time, it takes time. His bone, you know, the bone's got to heal and then the muscles have got to heal around the bone again. <clears throat> and it's just it's just an ongoing gentle 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 to what you saw down in the paddock there today you know he's he's probably not far away from from being right we have had support from the industry so you know we can easily ring somebody and say look we're, we're sort of stuck in this situation we're not a hundred percent sure what would you do in this situation so we have been really fortunate and New Zealand Breeders Association, Justine's been amazing. I can ring her about anything and she's she's really good and she's sort of got it at her fingertips. She knows who to contact or you know yeah. if, if we have needed help along the way somewhere. Yeah. So it's 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 honestly it's a great industry to be involved with and there's so many good people. Yeah, really good people in the industry. It's a cool industry. We still think there is some substance to our romantic novel. Helicopter pilot, smitten with corporate executive, now smitten with the thoroughbred racing industry. Hey, thanks to Cam and Eva and to Justine for showing their passion, their drive and their energy for their love of racing. Thanks for viewing.
Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.